Coming up on this episode, we begin by sharing spooky names, our love of assembling pre-made furniture, and why you should splurge on a great showerhead. Then we get into the week's tech news, including Google's trip into the quantum dimension, the all-new AirPod Pros, and why McDonald's is making a big push in a tech. Stick around, it all starts right now. This is Don't Panic, episode number 257, recorded October 28th, 2019. French fries from AI. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Don't Panic, the technology podcast on gadgets, the internet, and of course, you. I'm Sean Jennings, joined as always by Ghoulie Rabid Dog and Dread Monster. Those are Halloween. Yes, it's Holy Rabbit and Dan Miller. What's yours? I could not think of one. I got Sean was easy. Um, what was it? I had one for. I couldn't come up with one for Jennings. Oh, I think it was like scare. And then I didn't. I couldn't do anything for Jennings. Even Dan was tough. Scared Jack in the box. They're scary. <laughs> yeah, scared Jack o' lantern. Something <laughs> yeah, like something go. like that. It's harder than it sounds. <laughs> I'm particularly proud of 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 Ghouly Rabid Dog, which is stretching scary, but I'll take it. That's didn't, good. Didn't our old boss used to call you basically that, Colby? Paul Ibeck. Not a Paulism. Maybe Rabid Paul. rab, Rabid Dog. He rabid probably dog. called me Rabid Dog. I feel like if you were in a frat, that would be your You're nickname. Rabid. <laughs> different, different em- emphasis. You got got to keep an eye out for this guy. He's the rabid dog. <laughs> He's foaming at the mouth. Yep. I was out of control. <laughs> Fixing Maris desktop computers left and yeah. right. And our furniture. Yeah. And that irrational fear of furniture. water. I was way better at the furniture than I was at the computers, if we're being honest. <laughs> you missed your calling. You know, you know Sean Jennings when it comes to solving people's tech problems. No, oh, no. Or when it comes to, I do love furniture and fixing and assembling furniture. That is a hobby of mine. That is true. I like specifically now. This is not just any furniture. This is specifically like particle board, like oh, that's the best office furniture. Oh yeah, right. With, with like cam locks. And like, exactly. you know, yes. the, and those like st- 20 step instructions and all the pieces are like individually packaged in a big strip and you peel yes. them one at a time. Now, my my personal specialty is taking assembled office furniture, dismantling it, moving it somewhere else Ooh. and reassembling it. That's next uh, level, man. Next level. Yeah. Because, you know, they don't design it with reassembling it in mind. Oh, no, 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 no. At that, You're just supposed to burn it and buy another one. I think is the idea. Right. You smash it to pieces and throw it away. <laughs> yep. Welcome to America. Um, yes. Yeah. No, if I could get paid to assemble like Ikea slash Walmart furniture, I absolutely would. It's relaxing. Oh, that would imagine. You can actually. I, I've seen ads for people who will like pick yeah, up and deliver your thing. Ikea furniture and then they'll assemble it for you. And I'm like, why would I pay you to do that? That's the fun part. Uh, I could buy fully assembled furniture if I didn't want to put it together exactly. myself. Yes. It depends. I will say it depends on the IKEA furniture if it's fun to assemble. Yeah, I've had IKEA furniture that like was missing pieces or like fucked up in a way that it would not assemble, and that is not fun because you feel like a crazy person for some amount of time until you realize that it's just broken. 
very rude. The rudest. I so I've been in my my time off. I've been doing small home improvement projects. I replaced my oh, blinds, which nice. is exciting. They look great. And now, thank you. I have the blinds that come down from the top and go up from the bottom, which is exactly what I wanted. Yeah, those cordless are the way to go. Yep, it's pretty nice. They're like a little finicky, but I think it's still worth it. Um, and then I also I got the. I was like browsing and I was browsing the wire cutter and I was looking for something else. I love doing I have, that. I've spent yeah. so much money just browsing. I don't even need anything. Right. <laughs> Tell me I what was, to buy. I was looking for like a drain. Co- like pl- not plug, but like a drain cover for my shower. Mm-hmm. And they didn't have a pick for that. But in, I was looking at the shower one. So I ended up buying the shower head, which came today. I have that shower head. Yeah, man, it is good. Oh, but and, did you guys get the nice one or the budget one? I got the, check. the not the upgrade one. Because there's the Delta one that's like really fancy, although they changed it recently. Yeah, so I don't have the one that has like the detachable like hand hose. Oh, I have that. Mm. Yeah, I've got the I'm, one you I'm have. I'm detaching that hand hose every day of the week. See, I was worried that my water pressure, like I did not have enough water pressure to like use a truly to to take advantage of a truly fancy mm-hmm. shower. They did change this. Well, Colby, what I'll say is that if I have water pressure for it, you definitely have water pressure for it. Oh, um, damn it! Now I'm gonna. What am I gonna do now? You gotta get a second bathroom. Hey, there's a home improvement project. (laughs) I'll just like put an extra wall up here and put a second one next to the first. Could you imagine selling the place? So uh, here's the bedroom and over there. Oh, is that the closet? No, that's another shower. (laughs) This guy really liked to shower. You you do your first shower. It's like the two stage, you know, car washes where you you do stage (laughs) one in this shower and then you move into the second one. No, oh, so the the bathroom is is on the other side of this wall, so I could just put the second shower here. So you do stage one. It's in a the walkthrough. You you move you move no, it to stage two, bathroom. and stage three you're already in the like you know clothes changing area. I like to imagine Colby really like duct tapes a bunch of hair dryers to poles, and it's like <laughs> this is the drying station, and you're like, are you okay? You need to start working again. We're worried about you. Is that is that hooked up to Alexa where you can just uh, say, clean me. <laughs> I'm dirty. <laughs> she just sighs. <laughs> oh, man. Not yet, but maybe someday. I did the, the other home improvement thing I did is I got some of those in-wall uh, smart dimmer switches. Hey. And I installed those. Nice. You who'd you who'd you go with? I got the Lutron ones. Very nice. The, with the dimmers and Yep. They uh they seem they do exactly what I would have hoped they'd do. Which is great. Um and it was I only it only took me like three tries to install them. Not because it w- I did it wrong, just because I would get like into it and then like get scared and stop <laughs> and put it put everything back. I can't imagine your building has the freshest wiring, so. It seemed pretty fresh. Like, I have neutral wires. Okay. So, at least my apartment's wiring is fine. Um, 
but yeah it was like the the one i was doing had two switches and it it was set up in a way where like i just wasn't expecting from all the things i had read i was not expecting the switches to both switches to be fed from the same like power line i was like i didn't even know that could be a thing because none of the instructions i read had that as an option so i panicked and i stopped and put everything away and then two days later i went back to it and did it again but we're good you're a real pro man yeah i haven't died yet i didn't electrocute myself at all which was very exciting that's a better track record than we have (laughs) Did did I ever tell you about the the, the very short story? But the, about the time I was uh, installing a ceiling fan, but none of the wires were labeled, and they were all the same color coming out of the ceiling because uh, the house was not wired properly. This was a while back, and uh, so I was just trying different combinations of wires, <laughs> and, and and I'd have the breaker off. I do it, and then because the breaker was in the basement and the fan wasn't, I'd have someone upstairs and I'd be down there and be like, all right, I'm going to flip it. And I flip it and go, is anything happening? And they go, no. And I kept, try- I must try three or four times in different combinations. And I started losing track, which wire was which. And finally I go downstairs and I flip the breaker and they're like, Sean, Sean, turn it off. It's starting <laughs> to spark. I'm like, oh my God, turn off. I go off. I had gotten so confused and I swear to God, I have a picture. This really happened. I wired the ceiling to itself. <laughs> and the fan to itself and they weren't even connected that's how confused i got and i'm like all right i need to stop because i'm gonna burn this place down wow so what did you do did you get the fan installed did i eventually just... Okay. <laughs> it's just a hole in the ceiling now no i eventually what i did was i was better about like labeling the wires and being like all right i definitely try this one with this one and this one with the... but it's just like i just need to breathe because i've just been doing it so quickly next one next one next one and then i just i wired the house to itself which you're not supposed oh, to do yeah wow yeah oh. well i'm glad you survived thank you you as well I learned that technically to install a ceiling fan, you're supposed to get a building permit in Boston. Really? That's aggressive. To to install a a ceiling fan where there wasn't one before. Interesting. Which is lame. I think it's lame. I would, I would, I love the idea of you like having to go before like the historical (laughs) preservation board and like pitching why you need a ceiling fan. (laughs) You know, George Washington, he never had a ceiling fan. You're destroying the charm and character of the building. Yeah, you joke, but I feel like that's a real possibility. That seems like an awesome prank to pull on somebody is to, like, get their house on the historical registry and, like, but not tell them until it's done and be like, ha, guess what? You can never do any work on your house again. Your house is of significant historical significance. Yeah. <laughs> Like maybe you can do it, but it will be prohibited. <laughs> oh, it's gonna expense. be an enormous pain, and you can never sell this place. Right? Sight. No one will ever want to live here. Yup. Uh, we are mean people. Boy. Yeah. Houses are fun. Ah, <sighs> they sure are. Whew. Speaking of houses, are you guys excited for Halloween? <laughs> I yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm not excited for Halloween. I'm not not excited for Halloween. I bought some, like, just-in-case candy, but as a result, I've been, like, just eating candy. Yeah, that's the problem. Which is probably why I'm so jeeped up tonight. <laughs> just been shoveling uh, candy down? <laughs> How many Reese's bats did you have? Oh, those are good. Those are good. Yeah. That's the trick, is you gotta buy Halloween candy you like, because you're gonna end up eating most of it. Right. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, the thing I was really sort of annoyed about is I just wanted the regular shaped like Reese's cups, but they don't sell them at Halloween, apparently, at least not in bulk. Right. I wanted many, many of them, but I can only get bats. I don't need bats. I like the seasonal ones, though, because I always get the eggs and I get the trees. I just feel like the ratio's all off. There's like oh, more it's way more peanut butter. Yeah. No? Yeah. They're off. I mean, it's good, but it's just not really what I want. I say having eaten more than half of them. <laughs> <laughs> they won't go to waste. Right. Dan, are you getting uh, dressed up for the office? No. I I don't have any Halloween plans this year, which I'm pretty okay with because I don't really have a costume idea. It's not a real holiday. Yeah, I I put so much effort into it while I was at Etsy, and you know, by so much I mean not nearly as much as a lot of people, but more than I had ever put in in my life. So I feel like I've paid my dues, and now I can just coast a little bit on my Halloween karma. I want you guys to talk to each other for a minute because I got to go get something. I should have worn it to start the show, but you're gonna appreciate this. So just mm -hmm. vamp for a moment. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> vamp. This has never happened before. Yeah, he's never left. What do you think, uh, Sean would? Well, I guess we know the answer to that question, man. I was imagining that we would have a split timelines thing, like they had him do by Friday that one time, <laughs> where Sean would go off to a podcast by himself, and he would be sitting here doing our own podcast, the simultaneous podcast. Wow. All right, so Sean has turned, and he's wearing uh, a vest. It has leaves around the edges, a witch sitting on a pumpkin, a ghost with pumpkins, and then pumpkins throughout, a witch on a broomstick. It's actually, yeah, it's a, it's a dress vest. It's not like some, you know, Patagonia shit. This is... I found a website online that sells, like, legitimate vintage clothing, and this is not a reproduction. This is an actual, like, 1970s, 1980s, old man, old lady, over-the-top holiday vest. And I'm be I'm wearing this to, to the office on Thursday, and I'm so excited. It is so stupid. If you, it, it looks great. Go watch the video version of the show if you want a sneak peek of what I'll be wearing this Halloween. Does, and I'm going to be wearing this when I hand out candy to children. <laughs> we should uh i wonder how we do the thing where you, we have a per episode uh album art for the podcast feed oh that would be fun i i can oh no i'm thinking of the other shows i don't know that's a good question if only if only i had thought of we had thought of this before i was does it back to work does it auto insert the image on the site side? Because I also attach it in the MP3 data, or does it scrape it from there? I honestly have no idea. Yeah. All right, maybe I'll throw something random in the uh, in the MP3 data and see if it changes. See what happens, yeah. Yeah, what's worse that happens? The worst anyway, that happens is no one sees it. I guess. I'm very excited for which Halloween. Is, which is not honestly not that bad. <laughs> Wouldn't be... Oh, you mean no one sees the picture, not no one listens to the podcast. Yeah, that's I normal. See. Oh, we, yeah. We're used to that. <laughs> I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, all right. Are we ready to... That, yeah, now that you're all gussied up. To news it up. I'm feeling spooky, so let's get to the news, and we've got some stuff in here. 
uh, I would say an honest to goodness random grab bag of stories. I mean, there's really no theme with these. It's all over the map. While you guys look and decide your stories, I want to thank everybody who's watching us live right now on Facebook at facebook.com slash don't panic show and on Twitch at twitch.tv slash don't panic show. Uh, Dan Dermody says great vest and coming from Dan Dermody, who is a very fashionable gentleman. Uh, thank you. That means a lot. Uh, <laughs> thank you to him. Uh, join us live Monday nights about 10 p.m. Eastern, 10, 15 Eastern uh, on those sites and you can comment and we'll talk about it on the show. All right, guys, what's up? Where are we starting? Story I, numero uno. I think we start with Quantum Supremacy, the new James Bond film. <laughs> I was about to say. <laughs> Hi, I finally beat Sean to a joke. It almost never happens. You, you, you owned me on that one. Uh, it's a good title, uh, and it's something Google says they've achieved uh, in a new article published in the scientific journal Nature. Um, not sure why they published it in that, but okay. Um, it I says that, that too. Yeah, I, nature I think is a broader than you know nature misleading okay. title. Google says that its fifty-four Quibit Sycamore processor was able to perform a calculation in two hundred seconds that would have taken the world's most powerful supercomputer ten thousand years. Um, it's essentially impossible on a traditional non-quantum computer. Uh, it's a calculation that involved generating random numbers. IBM, who's competing heavily with Google has said in a blog post that they believe the same task could be performed on a on a regular computer in just two and a half days rather than the 10,000 years Google's claiming. Um, but either way, um, this calculation was done on a uh, quantum system for the uh, for the first time. Yeah. Now, which one of you guys wants to explain how quantum computing works? Like in detail. Be specific. Don't hold back. We're smart. I can explain in general, uh, starting with, <laughs> although I prefer your pronunciation, Sean, they're pronounced uh, qubits, not quibits. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's, it's one of those, I swear to God, it's one of those words I've only ever heard spoken and never written. <laughs> quibits. Because uh, I, I thought there'd be an E in there anyway. Quibits, that sounds like how English people would say qubits. Ah. Yeah, it's got a like couple the, of quibits. Oi, you got some extra quibits there. <laughs> Please, sir, just a few more quibits. Uh, uh, anyways, I was about to make some deep, some deep uh, parliament jokes, but this is the wrong crowd. Um, so here's my understanding. A regular bit is either a zero or a one, hence the zero or one, you know, trope throughout computers, right? Mm -hmm. And a quantum bit or a qubit is, can be more than zero or one. Therefore, like, thereby, and this is where I get fuzzy, thereby somehow making everything way, 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 way faster for reasons I don't understand. Um... That's where I'm at. Colby, do you know do you know any more? Uh, <laughs> As I, he frantically looks on Wikipedia, what is a qubit? I listened to a podcast about it once. I think it's something to do with like it's like a Schrodinger's cat thing where there's some sort of like weird like 
when quantum computing is doing a different sort of thing than regular computing is. So it's not that it's like doing things faster. Exactly. It's just, it's like doing things in a totally different way. Um, And I don't really understand it. it. It's doing more computer in the same amount of time. Is that a dumb way of putting it? you're it's it's not like doing math exactly it's more like statistics kind of Mm. like you something about the the nature of these quantum bits and and the the values they can have you can you can solve problems in a totally different way and consequently you can solve some problems way faster than you could in like a with a traditional computer Maybe one of us should look it up on Wikipedia. I, I don't even think that'll help if I'm really being honest here. Th- <laughs> this seems out of our grasp. So let me ask you the question I think people really want the answer to, which is, will quantum computing bring about the end of mankind and the rise of the robot resistance? Thoughts? <laughs> I mean, presumably, yes. I, or, um, or I guess the other good question, which is, uh, who will be the first company to stupidly start labeling things quantum that aren't actually quantum like they did with 5G? Oh, that's a really good question. But to answer the first one real quick, I I don't think, having programmed a lot of computers so far, I don't think that they are in any way approaching the ability to do anything uh, reliably. So I'm not, I'm not afraid of the robots taking over. Who will be the first company to say that they have a quantum computer? I don't know. It it feels different than 5G in that if Colby with what Colby's saying is true, and I have no reason to suspect otherwise that there's no, there's no chance and, any near-term future that consumers will be buying quantum computers. But that's what I'm saying. I I can absolutely see in two years Samsung coming out with the next Galaxy and saying it's got a quantum chip in it, even though it doesn't, because it's a buzzword, and they do that all the time. Oh, okay. Well, I think there's a couple... I don't think people know what quantum computers are, even after this story. I think there needs to be some other precipitating event. Or, I mean, I guess they could do it because, like, the Nintendo 64 was, like... Oh, Super Nintendo had a 32-bit processor, and now we're doubling it again. We went from 16 bits to 32, and now we're at 64, even though it wouldn't actually. They were basically just saying it. So, but I don't think people... It's not like the the gigahertz wars or the megapixel wars or the bit wars, where it's just like, it's everyone's like, oh, more is better. Like, it's not obvious why quantum computing is better. But it, it's kind of like when they started... And they did this for a very short period of time. I don't think they do it anymore. Phones with uh, cryptocurrency capabilities on them. What? The, honest, I swear Samsung did a phone. I don't... L, was it HTC was really big into, like, blockchain phones or something? And I'm like... It, they literally just did it because it was a buzzword they could throw on the phone. I don't think it ever actually did anything. <laughs> wow. What, and, is and a crypto, I, what is a blockchain phone? I, I, that's, I don't... That's, no, no this like, is an article I found. It's got like, it, it, I don't know if it's a wallet for cryptocurrency. I don't know if like it runs on HTC blockchain. HTC Exodus S1 blockchain phone. Blockchain oh phone. my god, that sucks. 
It's around two hundred fifty dollars, and you can buy it with crypto. Oh, of course mm-hmm. you can. Mm-hmm. You can rent yeah, your you key chain, your blockchain. <laughs> <laughs> Got to break these chains. Break your pocket. So from from Wikipedia, Wikipedia says quantum computing is the study of a non-classical model of computation, whereas traditional models of computing, such as the Turing machine or a lambda calculus, rely on classical representations of computational memory. A quantum computation could transform the memory into a quantum superposition of possible classical states. A quantum computer is a device that could perform such a computation. So I guess that settles it, right? So again, if I, I understand this correctly, <laughs> this will enable us to travel through time and space? <laughs> Probably. So I don't under know what classical means in this definition, but it sounds like that classical is whatever our computers do today, and that a quantum computer would allow you to express many classical computations simultaneously. Yeah, I think that's that's the gist of it. And like you, you, it's kind of like expressing all the all the things at the same time, and you like measure like. Or it's expressing, like, many of the things, like, over time, and you, like, measure them, and then you can, like, sort of statistically derive the answer, the, like, you know, result of whatever computation you're trying to get at. But clearly this is way over our heads. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I don't think people come here for simple explanations of complex topics. (laughs) Uh... So we should probably move on to another story. What do you say? Let's do it. What's next? Hit me up. We got AirPod um, Pro. We've got. Oh, we can talk about the AirPod Pro. Yeah. Well, you know, there was an Apple I just announcement. Picked one of those up today. That the AirPod Pro. No, I ordered one. Ah, uh, I'm all in on AirPods. You virtually picked one up. Yeah. Well, good. I scheduled I'm... my pickup. I'm glad that somebody's doing it. Uh, Apple rolled this out. No big announcement, just a press release. AirPod Pro. Um, the premium ear- earbuds uh, will be released on the 30th for $249. They're available for pre-order today. They come in one color, white. Uh, what's new on this one? Um, they're noise canceling. So built-in microphones that detect external sounds and the earbuds cancel it out. Um, very similar, they say, to the new Beats Solo Pro headphones. They're just very small. Uh, noise cancellation adjusted up to 200 times per second. Um, they also feature a transparency mode that will let you hear your surroundings while wearing them. Um, they have a set of flexible ear tips. Um, so those kind of like rubber-tipped earbuds, I'm sure people have used those. Um, they even have a software audio test that will tell you if you've chosen the right size tip. Um <laughs> It has a feature called That's adapt- really cool. It has a feature called adaptive EQ that automatically tunes music to the shape of your ear, whatever that means. Um, Thank God. It also has, as the old ones did, wireless charging, hands-free Hey Siri voice commands, about four and a half hours of continuous battering life battery life. Not as good as the old ones, but of course that noise canceling does take up some battery. Um, and it will come with the charging case as well. And now with a lightning to USB-C cable in the box. Um, we'll come with these. They're also sweat and water resistant, unlike the old ones, and includes an expanded mesh microphone port that improves call clarity in windy situations. Ooh. I don't know 
if I'm sad that I just bought the Beats, the Power uh-huh. Beats, for, I think, the same price. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I'm a little sad about it. At the time, it didn't seem like there was any better option for me. I mean, I, I mean, at the time, there was not, because my old headphones had stopped working. I still think if you're, like, exercising or actively moving, I still think the Beats Pro, though, are going to are going to attach to your ear better, I would think, than these. You, I, yeah. I can't imagine you get that good a suction with the, the little rubber tips. No. I think that's probably true. The, the like... I don't know. I guess, I guess the beats are fine. I don't not like them. One thing I do like about them is you you can take them out and I hang them on my finger. That's hey. my beats, my beats hack. It's like you just hang them around your pinky while you like uh, go in the cool. store or something, and then you like pop them back in. I think cool. the the cool things about this are, I think that the the software program that tells you who chosen the right the right tip. Yeah. Uh, I'm always, I haven't had these types of headphones in a long time, but back when I did, like, five or six years ago, I was always confused about whether I had the right tip in, and I would switch back and forth between some, and I was like, is it supposed to be tight, is it, so I'm actually pretty down with that, I think that's a cool feature, and then if they actually sound really good, I think it's one thing if they, you know, these features that are like, oh, we'll make your, we'll analyze the inside of your ear and try to figure out if that doesn't actually have any effect i think it's lame but if it if these sound really good uh mm. then i think it'll be really cool so i'm i'm pro airpods pro i bought them i hopefully that i've never used noise canceling in-ear head headphones either so mm. i'm curious how that's gonna go oh me either i i do like the one tap transparency mode one tap turn on turn off the noise canceling because i think that'll be very convenient um yeah I'm, I'm genuinely curious what your thoughts are dan on this specifically because i've never found a rubber there's a reason i use airpods and apple headphones because i don't like the rubber tipped ones normally i don't find them comfortable so i'm curious <laughs> if apple's managed to create something that works very naturally Yep, I will report back on October, November 7th, I think. I'll keep you appraised. Super cool. No, that's great. These are exciting. We will find out then. They're your AirPod Pro. AirPod Pro. <laughs> AirPod.pro. Uh, all right. <laughs> what else? There's I some news. want to talk about McDonald's. McDonald's. This was a great story in the Times um, with, with this very lame headline. Would you like fries with that? McDonald's already knows the answer. <laughs> lame. Boo. Okay. Um, this is a... No, I have an account. They're like, oh, you've used your one free preview. And it's like, no, I pay for this. Come on. You're done. Want me to read it as, out loud for you, Sean? Uh, yes, but as a snobby New York Times, an elitist coastal New York Times reader. And you would have to put on uh, and my acting hat for that. I mean, you're from Connecticut. You know, it's... You <laughs> this should, is true. You should be most of the way there. 
McDonald's has a plan to sell more Big Macs. Act like Big Tech. Over the last seven months, McDonald's has spent hundreds of millions of dollars to acquire technology companies that specialize in artificial intelligence and machine learning. And the fast food chain... That's a terrible sentence. And the fast food chain has even established a new tech hub in the heart of Silicon Valley, the McD Tech Labs. (laughs) They must have been able to come up with a better name than that. We're a team of engineers and data scientists working on voice recognition software. The goal... To turn McDonald's, a chain better known for supervised portions than for supercomputers, haha, into a saltier, greasier version of Amazon. I don't I, know I, if I want a greasier version. I, I was about to say, I don't think anyone asked for No one asked for that. <laughs> no one asked for that. Uh, now, was this the story that, that focused on how a lot of fast food is moving to delivery? No, actually. That's not mentioned at all in here. I I didn't read that story, but I was told about it today. I, I thought that was really interesting because I, I see tons of ads for Uber Eats meets fast food as opposed to like seamless meets fast foods. Yep. Um, and I think that Uber Eats is probably has more nationwide penetration than seamless or like if you go to Des Moines, Iowa or or you're going to have Uber Eats. Like I think Uber Eats operates anywhere that Uber operates or maybe that's not true. Um, yeah, it's it's still pretty regionalized with all the apps. I would say maybe seem the the sort of seamless, uh, and they don't aren't they eat twenty four two? I yeah, I think they're all one company now at this point, and I think they've got a pretty good reach. But I agree, no, it is very regional. Uh, still, um, no, uh, this article is anyways. more about actually. Um, ordering at the restaurants, um, as you mentioned, Dan, they opened up the McD Tech Labs. Um, and, uh, a couple things have come from that, starting with the digital menu boards, um, that are both in the restaurant and at the drive-thru, but they're not just digital weather boards. They use AI, uh, they're programmed to market food more strategically, taking into account such factors as the time of day, the weather, the popularity of certain menu items, and the length of the wait. On a hot afternoon, for example, the board might promote soda rather than coffee. And at the conclusion of every transaction, screens now display a list of recommendations, nudging customers to order more. And at some drive throughs McDonald's has tested technology that can recognize license plate numbers, allowing the company to tailor a list of suggested purchases to a customer's previous orders. And then they say, importantly, as long as the person agrees to sign away the data. Colby, are you getting some Sean crustiness here? Yeah. I think we're, we're losing them. Okay. Because you both are super crisp. Got some, got some Sean Turfians. Hey, See, <laughs> this is funny for the people watching the oh. recording. What? what? Hello. Hello. <laughs> I am Sean. Take okay. me to your leader. Is this better? Mm, not so, really. Say, say some more things. Some more things. Is this? Well, well, you, you heard that because he's Sean. laughing. That's the same. Well, the okay. Well, you guys are both very crisp, but oh. I'm crisp locally, so... Well, yeah, I see. Wait, maybe now it's better. It's okay, a is it better now. is it a little bit better? All right, I'm yeah. going to keep reading through this story, and if by the time I'm done, you let me know how crispy I still am. Um, okay, I I got there's they're using AI to desert, determine what things to show on the TV screens in the drive-through. Yes, that's part of it. Yes. Okay. What were the other parts? I may have missed them. We haven't gotten to them yet. Um, oh, okay. 
part of <laughs> that's perfectly fine. Uh, they also purchased a, a company called Apprente, which develops voice-activated platforms that can process orders in multiple languages and accents. And in recent months, McDonald's has tested voice recognition at some of its restaurants, seeking to replace the human workers who take orders with a faster system. That's cool. Kind of. Not really. (laughs) I mean, McDonald's argues that it's more efficient to have workers do other things in the restaurant other than just stand there and talk into a speaker. Um, Oh, sure it's worth it. Labor unions would say it's just a way for them to eliminate labor. Right, which, you know, I don't know. there's There's no getting around the elimination of labor. I mean, it certainly is a uh, low-skill type activity. Yeah. And then I love I love at the end of the story, New York Times always has to end with that little clever thing at the end. Um, Dynamic Yield, which is another tech company they bought. Uh, when Mr. Agmon, the co-founder of Dynamic Yield, announced the McDonald's acquisition in a company chat this March, his colleagues thought he was joking. Uh, when you start working for a tech company, you don't expect this. Soon, however, the news began to sink in. The next day, 250 McDonald's hamburgers arrived at the Dynamic Yield's headquarters in Tel Aviv, along with fries for the whole staff. But this wasn't really a McDonald's crowd. By the time the staff had finished hugging and congratulating one another, the burgers were cold. <laughs> End of story. Ah, <laughs> uh, weird. It's funny. I've never read to the end of a New York Times. Oh, story. They always they always do that. <laughs> they always do that where they have to end with like some little clever, some little sort of play on it, and whatever. Indeed, it gets me to read the end of the story. So <laughs> there you go. Uh, I have seen these in in dry, the the digital boards, um, and now I'm gonna not that I go to McDonald's a lot, but now I'm gonna pay more attention to what they're showing on there and why. Because it is always different every time I'm there and stuff like moves around. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. It's spooky. Ooh, but you know, their Halloween theme. I have been to a couple Dunkin' Donuts where they have like, like 4K TVs for the menus, but also like, intermingled in the menus where TV's just playing like the slow-mo videos of I like love the those. falling. I love like, that where they're yeah. like splashing the cream into the coffee and like super slow. And it's yeah. like, it looks so delicious. Right. It looks amazing. I do love those. Ah, uh, boy. Yeah, I, I think this is kind of, I mean, I've spoken before on the show about my love of fast food, um, mobile ordering apps. Um, which I'm a fan of. Uh, and I think, you know, part of this uh, article or part of this article argues that um, by offering up these suggested items, you're potentially um, offering up worse diets and people eating more fast food, which isn't good. Um, I don't know, guys, is this just good marketing or one step closer to our dystopian future? I don't know. Mm. I... I don't. Uh, I can't <laughs> it's tell one of those you. Two, Dan. You just got to choose. <laughs> I know, but I don't go to McDonald's, so it's like it doesn't. And on the one hand, I don't really care, but on the other hand, like we already live this in so many other in every part of our online life. Yeah, you're. It's just not as obvious. So I think that's like it's pretty pearl clutch. You'd be like, oh no, oh no, my McDonald's. And it's like. Where were you when this happened to all of your news sources and uh, 
how you talk to your friends. So, yeah, I'm not... <laughs> right. I think the more interesting thing for me is the voice uh, ordering, automated AI ordering. Because to me, I think that's an interesting concept because you, you really are looking, it seems like a great application for for voice software because it really is kind of a limited set. Of, I'm not going to go there and order a refrigerator. I mean, that you know, they're going to have some idea of what I'm going to order. Um, and it, I, I, on some level, do buy the argument that it's more efficient to have people making the food and dealing with customer issues than it is to have them just standing there talking to a speaker in their ear. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the the real killer application of the voice ordering. They need like a tentacle microphone, right? That like goes through your car window and like each person in the car gets their own microphone and can order their own food. Colby, you're and- not thinking big enough. And then it goes, no, it goes into your mouth and down your throat (laughs) and scans your DNA to see what type of burger you would like. It's not invasive enough. Uh, Man. Then we're really getting dystopic. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. If this can solve a problem of them actually being able to hear what I'm trying to say, uh, then that would be really cool. Yeah. and would be worth it. So I think the moral of the story is we need to get Dan to more McDonald's. Apparently. That's what I'm taking away. Maybe we could do the, the McDonald's challenge on Don't Panic. I wanted to do a... I've pitched Matt about six different fast food ideas on Up for Debate, and he shot down pretty much all of them. So I'm just putting that out there. We can always do them here. I like me a Big Mac. Uh, okay, so um, <laughs> we can we can quickly hit one more story, or we can move on to picks. Uh, if there's anything in here we really want to get at, what? What is this? Stream. Mm. So we got oh steam steam steam. steam. Uh, anyone here using a Fitbit? No, No, but they're still very popular. I mean, I see a lot of people wearing them. Yep, me too. Certainly second to Apple Watch. Interestingly enough, Google's apparently sniffing around uh, trying to buy them. We don't know a ton of reports, uh, including the price or uh, when this would close. I'm assuming it would be a a billion deal, not a million deal. Um, But what do I know? But uh, Google at this point does not make any... Um, watch hardware at the moment. Um, watch OS, a uh, Wear OS uh, pairs with um, LG, Fossil, and and some other um, some other companies, but they don't make any of their own hardware like they do with Pixel. Interesting. I, mean, I think it, I think it makes sense to some degree. I mean, they're you know they're just keep moving more and more into comp- uh, consumer hardware. You know, right. And at this point, if you want to do the whole ecosystem route, clearly Wear OS is not taking off. Uh, and so, you know, if that means Google branding it, maybe that's the way you got to do it. Mm. Yeah. So, I don't know. It sounds like none of us would be broken up by it. What are you going to say, Sean? I was going to say, speaking oh. of wearables, did either of you get the new watch? 
I thought the Apple did I get the new watch. Whoa! How, how is it? Did it change your life? Uh, it is definitely better with the always-on screen. Um, okay. That the other features I haven't really noticed. So <laughs> you're, not, you're been... not using the compass all the time? No. <laughs> uh, although I haven't been in this, any situation where I would need to use it. Fair. Uh, and I could imagine it being useful if if I use apps on the Apple Watch ever. Uh, knowing which direction I was facing when I got out of the subway would be useful. Maybe I should try doing that when I get out in a place I'm unfamiliar with. Um, mm-hmm. But, nope, haven't been notified of any loud environments. Uh, but always on display is better. The battery life is worse, but I think it's worth it. How much worse? I end the day at about 60%. I feel like I used to end the day at, like, 70%. Okay, so... Noticeable, but negligible. I mean, not a yeah. giant drop. It mean before I could I could make it to forty eight hours, and I would be at like five percent battery. But now I don't think I could do that. Um, cool. Hmm. Very cool. Yeah, I can't decide. I feel like I want to get the new one, but also mine works like totally fine. A hundred percent fine. That's the problem Apple's having. They're, yeah. they're, they're, they're struggling with upgrades. That's fine. Well, that's a, there was a great article. I don't know if it was the Washington Post or New York Times. Somebody did an article uh, where they uh, dug into the AirPods, which are completely in no way repairable. Just throw them out when they don't work. You can't. Re- you literally cannot repair them. They're built to. They're glued together. Uh, but they basically computed that they have a two to three year shelf life, and then the batteries will just stop working. They, they, you will not have your same pair of AirPods in five years. You just won't. They will not work, yeah, um, because they're not built to. Um, so they're kind of. It, it'll be interesting to see how they how they handle uh, people not upgrading because it's it's definitely an issue they're having. Indeed, not make it worse. Not a problem for us. <laughs> we always buy the new stuff anyway. It's true. My my uh, my mother was looking at getting an Apple Watch, and I'm like, hey, I, you know, I could sell you my old <laughs> she, Apple Watch, and then I could mine? buy you a new one. Yeah, I know. That's uh, I I've pulled that trick. I think I've gotten two old iPads from her, and I'm like, I'll pay you the difference, and then you can put in some money, and we'll get you a new iPad. Uh, so it works out. Nice. Got to be sneaky like that. Nice. Um, let's go ahead and move on to picks. The part of the show where you must bring something we want to share with the world. Uh, and I can see already we've got a couple Apple Arcade picks, which is very exciting. I found a number of games on there that I've Crap. enjoyed, and I'm going to go first because my name's at the top of the rundown here. Uh, and I picked a game called Assemble. Uh, how would I describe Assemble? It's, it is a puzzle game to some degree, but it's it's one of the more narrative games I've played. It tells a story. It's a, I, w- I would say it's a short, sweet game. The puzzles are not particularly hard, but it's just a pleasant, you're essentially playing a short story and the puzzles are in there, but it's just sweet and nice. And it's very quick. It is not a long game. Um, And that's pretty much all I have to say about it. Assemble, download it. You'll play through it in, you know, two or three hours total. Not long at all. Um, But it is just a nice little story and some nice, simple time consuming puzzles. Uh, Dan, you also have a game. Yeah, I'm checking out Assemble right now. 
Uh, Grindstone is another game on Apple Arcade, and it's it's a puzzle game. It's one of those games where you have to like line up like like pieces, but you're an adventurer traveling through this mountain, and you 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 draw pads with your finger through the grid instead of like just touching on things. So it, like you have like, certain paths are are more optimal uh, than others. And it's a lot of fun. It's on Apple Arcade. I think now we're going to enter the phase where I recommend Apple Arcade things for a couple of months. <laughs> yeah, this Forever. looks dope. I just downloaded it. That's great. I've, I've re- actually, you know, for someone who never plays mobile games, I've been getting my money's worth out of Apple Arcade. Yeah. I think they do a pretty good job curating the games, I will say. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of crap on there. Which is a nice yeah. change of pace. Yeah. Uh, and Colby, you also have an iOS pick. Yeah, I really like the like privacy notifications that they added in iOS 13. Like, um, definitely like the location ones. Like, that's something I was kind of aware of already. Um, it's like huh, does this, like, restaurant app need my location all the time? No, I don't think so. Denied. Um, but that was also a thing I was sort of proactive about. Like, when it would ask, I would be like, mm, I don't think so. But I really like the Bluetooth ones that they added because there are some weird fucking apps that are using your Bluetooth yep. for stuff. And I had no idea before. Wouldn't have guessed. Wouldn't have guessed that, like, my, like, Bank of America app was using... I don't know if that's a good example. Well, in, was that, de- in that McDonald's article, they talked about using Bluetooth in store to track your movements. And if you came in but didn't order something, they'd send you an offer and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. There were, I definitely got a couple that were like weird. I didn't, I didn't like it. And I, I hard passed on that. But yeah, I've, uh, I've enjoyed that. Not enjoyed maybe, but I've, <laughs> appreciate I've, I appreciate it. Yes. Cool. Oh, that's yeah. dope. I will say I agree with you, but I am having an issue where there are some apps that I do want them to constantly have my location and they keep popping up and I keep hit always allow, always allow, always oh, uh, dark sky is one because I yeah. want to get the notification. I don't mind it constantly tracking, but I'm like, allow, 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 but it keeps coming up, which is driving me crazy. Mm, that's so, annoying. I got to play. Yeah, I've noticed that the too. dark sky one like once, but I don't think I've gotten any like or Google maps. I get Google maps all the time where it's like, oh, Google maps has checked your locations five times in the last week. And I'm like, I know because I used Google maps and it's like always allow. <laughs> it's Weird. a map app, dumb phone. <laughs> that's the whole point. That's like the one time you're OK with that. Yeah. But anyway, very cool. Some good uh, iOS picks there. Um, and actually by next week, we'll have to, I don't know if it's either next Monday or the Monday after that, but we've got both, um, Apple TV plus, I believe launches on the first, uh, or certainly in the next week or so. And Disney plus is launching, uh, in mid November. So yeah, we'll, we'll have some, speaking of iOS, we'll have some stuff to talk about there. We'll be skipping the show to watch TV. (laughs) Well, the good news about Apple TV Plus is there's like three shows on there. So (laughs) you'll be able to get through them. And they're doing weekly releases. So 
Yeah. Oh, well, I think I it's see. no. They're doing a weird thing where it varies by show. I know, like the morning show, which is one of their big ones. That's like the first three episodes will be on there, and then it's weekly. Um, and they're they're playing around with it. So, I see. Um, cool. Anything else, gentlemen? No. No, it's good to be back. Oh, what a guys! This has just been probably the best episode we've done this week it, it, great job uh, um we should take more multi-week breaks uh guys I, I can't end this episode without mentioning and teasing and promoting what's going on over and up for debate i don't like to take up a lot of the don't panic time with this but guys we are starting a new six episode series that you do not want to miss okay do you guys like horror movies not really Awesome. Neither do Matt and I. And that's what's great about it, because over the next six <laughs> weeks, we're going to watch six iconic horror movies in honor of Halloween. Uh, and we're going to talk about it as only Matt and I can. I have seen none of them. Matt has seen some of them. Um, last week, it's already up on the feed right now. The Exorcist, 1973's The Exorcist is the first one we did. And I can say for a fact, it is the most fun fact filled episode we've ever done. I did way too much research for this one, including watching a hour long documentary about the making of it. And so there's a, it's really fact filled and it's a great episode and a great movie. Matt and I really enjoyed it. Uh, and I can tease if you guys are curious what movies we'll be doing over the next five weeks, including this coming week, we'll be doing 1980s Friday, the 13th, following that up with nightmare on Elm street, then scream, the Blair Witch Project, and ending with 2018's Hereditary. So spanning the decades, a great mix of movies there uh, if you want to start watching ahead. But you got to go to UpForDebate.tv or search for it wherever you get podcasts. Um, it's a really fantastic series. Uh, I'm very excited. So um, that'll be great, just in time for Halloween, and then we'll end about Thanksgiving. So it's perfect. <laughs> nice. That sounds great. I don't like her. I'm not interested in horror movies at all. Well, and that's, you know, when we were putting the list together there, I'm like, we're not going to do saw or paranormal activity. I like, I don't want any of the jump, scary, gory. So mm -hmm. like, well, like we did the real cream of the crop, iconic. Mm. My original pitch, which I still would like to do someday is I said, Matt, I want to watch all of the Friday, the 13th movies, all 10 of them <laughs> because they get stupider and crazier as they go on, including Jason takes Manhattan and eventually uh, Jason 10, which takes place in outer space. So I didn't win that fight. Maybe someday, but at least we've got these six movies. It's a lot of fun. So you're going to want to check that out. Uh, of course, this show is don't panic. .io. You can go to our website, get all of the episodes, the audio, the video. And of course, links to our picks will be there. If you ever forget, you can go there and of course, subscribe to the show wherever you get podcasts, the video version on YouTube as well. Uh, and of course, you can reach out to us at don't panic show on Twitter and don't panic show at gmail.com. Uh, we're going to be back next week with some uh, great talk and discussion and tech news and fun times and, and reports on how our Halloween's went and just so much more to come. But we're done for tonight. So on behalf of Colby Dan, I'm Sean. Thanks for being here, and we'll see you next time for another Don't Panic. This has been a Coffee and Beer production. Executive produced by Dan Miller, Colby Rabideau, and Sean Jennings. To learn more, visit coffeeandbeer.tv.